0: Hey, this is Trigoman from Pubstum Podcast. I just finished listening to your episode on Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. And I really love how you do the breaking down of the scenes. You introduce the scene with a summary, which is very funny in some cases. And then you guys start going at it uh, and it keeps the podcast organized. And I know exactly what you guys are going to be talking about for the next segment. Uh, I feel like you, the flow is, is pretty good. So and I at the end, I like how you... Raid the hero, which is something that I don't see in a lot of other podcasts. So keep up the good work. Uh, sorry, my son's jumping over there and it's something. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Welcome back, to Nathan on Action. I'm your host, Nathan I'm joined here by Peter. And what you just heard was a very nice message from our friends over at PubStop Media. Check them out. They're a great podcast. They're kind of like our American counterpart almost. Thanks, boys. (laughs) Really cool guys. I really enjoy those guys. But today, we're going to travel back in time. Time, time, time. (laughs) Let's talk Lethal Weapon 4. Directed by Richard Donner. Stun coordinators are Conrad E. Palmisano. Mick Rogers. And fight choreographers are Corey Yoon, Chi Wai Ling, and Hun Chiu Koo. First thing we're break down is the rooftop fight. Jet Li versus James Liu. Before I do the setup, shout out to Philip Tan.
1: Which one's Philip Tan?
0: Oh, I told you off air. You probably don't remember. No. So shout out to <laughs> Philip Tan. He's the, he's the waiter that they chase. Oh, yes. I love that guy. <laughs> father of Louis Tan. Oh, that's Louis Tan's father. <laughs> yeah, Louis Tan, Mortal Kombat's Louis Tan. That's So much dad. more charisma. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Hey. Anyways, <laughs> the scene. Set up for the scene. Riggs and Murtaugh investigate an illegal Chinese smuggling ring. The case takes them to Chinatown. After a foot chase with a suspect and a waiter who didn't do nothing, Wei Sing Koo, played by Jet Li, confronts the suspect on the roof.
1: <laughs> Wei Sing Koo. That's his name. I had no idea what his name was throughout the whole movie. Did you
0: not watch the movie? No, I did. (laughs) They say his name quite a bit.
1: Yeah, it's hard to remember.
0: That's Wai Sing Koo, Triad Leader. (laughs) I loved
1: uh, Jet Li's intensity in this scene. For me, this was actually um, his introduction uh, to myself. Uh, I've never seen any of his Hong Kong stuff before this, so like, this is like, whoa, who's this guy who's like
0: intimidating as hell? He's freaking terrifying yeah. in this scene. Yeah. Um. He. This is not my first time seeing Jet. My first introduction would have been the Hong Kong name of the movie was My Father is a Hero. But the English dub is called The Enforcer, I believe. Oh, The Enforcer. Yes. The one yeah. where it's him and his son. Yep. Yeah. His son is pretty so, badass. <laughs> so that was my first introduction when we like got those VHS tapes from Chinatown way back in the day. Yep. Uh, we may have talked about this in previous episodes, but one of the knocks of, against Chet for me was he always came off as too invincible mm. in his fights as a good guy. Mm-hmm. And as as an audience, I'd like to see my good guys get beaten up a little bit. But the thing is, it works perfectly for him in this role because he's the bad guy.
1: (laughs) Fits perfectly for this type of role. Oh, man. Invincible Jet Li. Yeah. Like, despite his, like, lack of size and, like, that weird ponytail. Yeah. He can overcome that with how much of a badass he is.
0: (laughs) He makes Kung Fu look pretty damn cool in the modern world. Let me ask you this. Have you ever seen a street fight between two actual Kung Fu guys fighting?
1: Maybe in like short clips on like
0: YouTube. Yeah, or like whatever. on YouTube. Yeah. You, you've seen them, right? Yeah. It looks so weird. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like flapping their hands around at each other and they're yeah. trying and to go for slaps. the stances
1: kind of look like a little awkward. Yeah, and, and
0: it looks like they're like flicking the wrist. <laughs> like it, it looks weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Jet Li makes it look so damn good.
1: <laughs> a lot of it is the way it's shot. Like how, how do you feel
0: this whole scene was
1: shot? Because it gave me a lot of kind of like Hong Kong vibes. The, the way it was like framed and, and the shots and the like the angles and everything like that. How did, how did you feel about it?
0: I found it was framed relatively well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely did the multiple camera thing. Speaking of which, uh, I'll touch on it a bit more later, but I found that the camera work in this movie, even though it's not what I generally like, it's not that bad. No. It's not, it works. The Lethal Weapon series has always been pretty innovative in their fighting combat styles. Because mm-hmm. the first one was arguably, I'm pretty sure, the first movie to have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yep. The second movie, because they were fighting South Africans who are Dutch, they were using Dutch kickboxing. Nice. And the third movie, they're fighting Americans, so they got armor-piercing bullets. <laughs> <laughs> America! <laughs> <laughs> and then this one, you know, you got kung fu. Yeah. Kung fu.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting how they, like, switch the styles up. It's for, pretty I mean, innovative, that's, innovative. That's pretty awesome.
0: For an American, like, action series, mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes here, yeah. <laughs> in quotations, I still believe. It made me believe in Kung Fu again. <laughs>
1: it was pretty awesome how they kind of embraced the little bit of the Hong Kong style. Because the movies coming out at this time, mm-hmm. they were very, very Hollywood brawl, like, you know, quick cuts and, and giant haymakers being thrown or whatever. But this, yeah, this had more of a Hong Kong tinge to it. So,
0: Well, I, I saw in an interview that was actually Richard Donner's goal. Mm. He was trying to fuse the action styles of East and West. Nice. And I, I, I think he had a pretty good fusion in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The music. <laughs> Man, it's good. <laughs> dun, 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 For All this part.
1: Yeah. Because it's not as uh, saxophony.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Music for like Jet Li when he fights. I know. Yeah. yeah it's, it, pretty... it's different. <laughs> I like it. It's got those uh, Chinese uh, line dancing music, the drums. <laughs> and another cool thing is they gave Jet like a signature move. It's like his finisher. Which one? Which one was? With the beads. Oh, okay, yeah. The beads. That's like a okay. finishing. Did you watch this movie? No. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah.
0: When's the last time you watched this movie? Yesterday. You should. <laughs> did you prepare for this podcast? <laughs> Don't call me out on that. <laughs> okay, so what did you rate this? Uh, I gave this five?
1: a uh, 3.5. I, I really uh, thought it was a great intro to the character. Um, yeah, just really awesome intro. Okay there.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I gave it three point five myself. Good intro, good terrifying introduction to this menacing villain. and ku. Next if we're gonna break down, I labeled Triads in the House. It's the most creativity I had <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> the setup for this one. The Murtaws. Wait. The setup for this one. The Murtaughs have been harboring a Chinese family named the Hongs. The Triads kidnap. Wait, no. The Triads arrive to take the Hongs back. What will Riggs and Murtaugh do? I wrote here in my notes. I'll read them. I'll even show you. Here are my notes.
1: <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> you don't even... No, I know.
0: <laughs> I wrote down here in my notes Thugs look like my uncles. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Your Asian uncle is like, hey, what's up? And like, take a page out of the ringer.
1: They're all like Asian that guys. Pretty much. Like Al Leong and um,
0: Roger that, Yuan. It,
1: yeah, Roger Yuan. Who's the um, kind of the older guy? The one that fights uh, Rene Russo with the little mustache? The uh, beard guy? Yeah, I, I never Vincent? get his name, but. Vincent? Yeah. Is it Vincent something? You've seen him in so many things. <laughs> Aside from Jet Li, though, Rene Russo, probably the biggest badass in the scene. <laughs> pregnant belly the way she like kind of disarms um that guy with mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh slamming his arm through the door and everything like she really uh yeah she really carried herself well in this scene
0: yeah she was convincing and i was watching the behind the scenes you could tell they were shooting at 22 frames per second mm-hmm. they took a page out of the hong kong action book nice even so you can't deny how fast jet is <laughs> in this scene oh man the reports were or actually no during the behind the scenes i've seen was that mel was having a hard time reacting to jet's punches mm-hmm. cuz he was just too fast right yeah. so his reaction would have been like delayed <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is awesome man uh i like these kind of story uh storytelling aspect of this is where each side kept like taking control <laughs> and like so at first jet lee's group has control and then Mel like, you know, points his little laser sight through and now they take taken control. But then it switches back. Like just the it kinda kept me on the edge of my seat. So I I like that little aspect of the uh the setup of the scene. The rhythm. Yeah, the rhythm. It's like the, the
0: ball passing.
1: Yeah. yeah. During the
0: fourth quarter I don't watch more. Yeah, kept me guessing, man. <laughs> What's happening next? In a recent episode of The Art of Action with Scott Atkins, he was talking with Johnny Nguyen, the Viet guy. They both have worked with Gently and they said that he doesn't practice. Mm. He doesn't practice when they do rehearsals before they shoot the scene, mm-hmm. his stunt double goes through it and he just watches. And then when the camera rolls, he does it perfectly. Oh.
1: Is that Isn't because that of crazy? his kind of wushu background where like he's got this intricate choreography that he memorizes? So, like, I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> no, not
0: really. I think he's just really good for one thing, but I, I think on the other hand, part of the reason why he may not practice is that he's saving his strength for when the cameras roll. Like, he doesn't want to, like, strain himself, automatically accidentally hurt himself during rehearsal. So he's just saving it for, for when the cameras roll. Okay. But still, that is hard to do, <laughs> what he's doing. Yeah, to, like, just jump in there just and do just know. Just know. He just knows. He's
1: like the real-life Jason
0: Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, his he brought on his choreographer, Corey Yoon, who basically stuck with him throughout his entire career, right? Yeah. So I guess those guys are just, like, so in tune with each other, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. He just knows. Mm-hmm. All right, well, so what'd you give to the scene? This scene, I gave a four out of five.
1: I gave it a uh, 3.5. I uh, really enjoyed the scene. The Renee Russo, I just really liked her
0: parts of it. <laughs> Next thing I have is the car chase. I didn't have a setup for this because it's basically right after this, <laughs> yeah, it just, just leads right con- into it.
1: Kind of continuation of the scene.
0: Right into it. This was shot like a 70s action sequence. It was on a real highway, real cars. Mel Gibson was actually hanging off that piece of plastic. Oh, man. That stuntman was actually rolling into oncoming traffic. <laughs> it was all real.
1: That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I just remember the scene first starting. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Like, whoever, like, secured that little trailer thing, just they did a bad job. They didn't even lock the windows or anything. Mel's just able to open it up easily, get in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this scene's underrated. Oh, it's it's so underrated. No one talks about this scene and for like, highway car chases, this is up there. Yeah. This is ingenious, the way they thought like to do that whole like house thing on the highway mm-hmm. but then dragging, it's almost like a guy being dragged like on water skis but like on the highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. You've never seen anything like this.
0: I might even make the argument that how they pulled this off would arguably be more impressive than how they did the Matrix Reloaded. Because uh, the, the make highway r- kind
1: of looks the same too. It does kind of look the same.
0: <laughs> Matrix Reloaded is cool. Don't get me wrong. They they got that sequence where all the cars are flipping. But you know that scene where Trinity drives the other way. Most of those cars are like CGI. Yeah, yeah.
1: You could see the CGI. In that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
0: Whereas this one, you you have an actual human being rolling into oncoming traffic. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> so I I just wanted like a little nitpick or whatever. But the the most unrealistic thing about this scene was like how fast that truck was going. Have you ever been stuck behind one of these cars in <laughs> real life? <laughs> <laughs> they hold up traffic. They're all the way on the side. They're not passing cars or anything at all. So you just see this truck like driving down <laughs> the road like Mad Max style, like, <laughs> passing
0: everyone. <laughs> how about another unrealistic part is where Murtaugh has his badge? Hey, pull over. The guy's like, yeah, right. Fuck you. I don't
1: know. I thought that was pretty realistic, actually.
0: Really? I don't know. Would you pull over if you saw Murtaugh no. flashing a bag?
1: No, the guy, the truck driver didn't. He's like, he radioed in. He's like, there's some fake guy with a badge, like a guy with a fake badge trying to pull me over.
0: But I'm saying if you were the truck driver, would you do that? No. You would I pull over? You would pull over? No, I wouldn't
1: pull over. No. <laughs> I thought he's driving like a Pontiac Grand Am or whatever like, that car was.
0: But it's the '90s. Cops take cars all the time. <laughs> Have you seen Speed? <laughs> he didn't believe him either. <laughs> whoa, shit! Whoa! <laughs> Speed. He believed it. shit! He believed him, Remember, he's like <laughs> yeah, after the guy wrote a note bomb on bus. <laughs> all right, what'd you rate this? Uh,
1: I gave this a five. I, I love the scene. I I thought it was just like I said, like ingenious. Um, the way. I don't know. Everything just flowed so well together. The, the way they just they kind of build the scene from the start, and it was just the, it escalated right to
0: the end. Beautiful stuff. All right, I gave this scene a five myself. I wouldn't say it's my favorite car chase scene in the Lethal Weapon franchise. Mm-hmm. I would still give that award to Lethal Weapon Two, Down the Hills. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, that scene still even till even today when it's I watch blown. it, it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> thrilling. Yeah. Or even the um. Car chase in Lethal Weapon 3 on the uh, incomplete overpass. <laughs> and Riggs goes against traffic. That was pretty cool, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we got the finale. Set up. Riggs and Murtaugh find out the Triads' evil plan to make counterfeit money so they can buy back the forefathers of the corrupt Chinese general. They burn the fake money in front of the general, causing a shootout between the Triads and the Chinese military. Jet Li's brother is shot by Murtaugh. This leads to an epic fight on the ABBA. <laughs> the ABBA. <laughs> Say the H. The ABBA. <laughs> so, for me,
1: Jet Li felt like um, almost like a movie monster in the scene. Like the way he was, his relentlessness, he felt like like a martial arts Michael Myers <laughs> to me. Yeah. Like the way he just kept moving forward no matter what. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would say this would have been a precursor to Mad Dog in the raid. Mm-hmm. I could see them taking the inspiration from the scene, specifically where he's stabbing; he's still fighting. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, the way this scene's cut together, it's it, it is pretty cutty. Like it doesn't hold for long takes, mm-hmm. but it still works because mm-hmm. the sound effects are so good, and mm-hmm. they cut right on the impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wasn't nitpicking at all. Like I I generally enjoyed the scene. Yeah, myself as well.
1: Like I, I felt the same way. Where like they're cutting a lot, but it, it's actually adding to the impact of the scene. And the, you're right. The, the, the sound effects of it are amazing. Like especially the the whole part where um, Mel Gibson has his shoulder dislocated. The way he's screaming, like great acting from Mel. The, the like the sound of him slamming it against the the pole to like uh, pop it back in and everything. Like everything just worked in that. It, like I was cringing. It was like, oh my god, I could <laughs> feel it.
0: Well, we, we just did a reaction video to Fist of Legend. Do you think that was kind of like a reference probably, to yeah. it? Yeah, He's like, <laughs> put this in there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like, I need to do it to someone else. <laughs>
1: Let's see if he makes it look as cool as I did. <laughs> uh, another thing that I really loved about this scene and uh, that was kind of a callback to the first scene, no saxophone. <laughs> the, that saxophone and
0: the music I I don't know throughout the whole movie it kind of bothered me throughout the whole series yeah it's just too much it is a bit much (laughs) too much but no they they switched it up to the hungarian drums drums but then also
1: at first it was like very silent it was just them
0: grunting and Mm -hmm. then you know also his move almost like his finishing move where he grabs the guy's throat when he does that, the music just kicks in. And as the audience member, I was like 13 when I watched this in theaters. I was like, oh, shit. And the music's like, ding, 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 ding. He's going to kill him. He's going to die. He's dying. Riggs isn't
1: suicidal anymore. Now he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Are you kind of surprised that, uh, like, Riggs didn't try to like throw in some of the things he learned from the other movies, like jujitsu. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I wanted him to like you know see what he's learned from him. He only he only combat. does jujitsu in the first movie. I know, and then never rest, happens again. <laughs> it's just haymakers in every single lethal weapon. Yeah, movie. now he's
1: going back to like the weird Hollywood boxing. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. murtaugh has got his like uh, moment where he kind of throws a few haymakers in there. Mm-hmm. A little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. My uh, honestly, let's be honest. Let's be honest, the most realistic part of this scene is when Jet Lee does spinning kick and they catch him, they throw him. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, little guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. they swat him away like a fly. <laughs> yep, that's what would happen in real life.
1: <laughs> but he comes back and kicks their ass and that looks realistic too. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would never happen in real life. The um, That whole part though, <laughs> I love when uh, Danny Glover and him were on the ground and... Um Jet Li's just over and over kicking like over doing an <laughs> older shoulder kick in his face. I think it was like five different
0: five or six different hits. It's pretty comical. It's it pretty is. comical. Yeah. But, but plus that kick literally has no power at all in real life. <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> what a slight inconvenience. <laughs> Not even. It's like it's like being brushed with a blanket. Let's be well, honest here. Murtaugh's too old for this shit, so <laughs> So what what did you rate this final? battle
1: uh i gave it a 4.5 out of five i thought it was a a strong finale strong showcase for jet lee one last badass moment for him and everything and and like a good showing for Riggs and murtaugh where they're like just overcoming like little obstacles and everything so yeah
0: i also like the little banter between them how um they're how he's trying to convince murtaugh to go forward without actually saying it, how he's like, oh, it's like raining. Your Son-in-law is like bleeding. <laughs> but how did he take apart that gun though? <laughs> yeah. And Murtagh is just like, okay, let's go, go ask him. Em. <laughs> that, that's like a very Shane Black thing to do where you're talking during these action scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, like even uh, during the shootout, remember <laughs> where, where, where Riggs is like, IA says you're on to take. I know. I'm on the
1: take having this serious conversation. <laughs> While they you <even> shot it. <laughs> oh, you're her? Oh yeah, I am boiking her.
0: <laughs> I gave the scene a five. I thought it was a very good introduction to the oh, this is kind of like the ultimate Hong Kong introduction action to like the Lethal Weapon franchise. It was just perfect. Mm-hmm. Was this pre-matrix? This was. is this it is ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. So this was the official Hong Kong action introduction movie. Yeah, no one Not will ever Matrix. say that. But yeah, nope. Oh, you're the first one. <laughs> a lot of Innovator. people. Don't, a lot of people don't like this movie. Yeah, I generally, know. I love
1: this movie. I had a great time watching rewatching it, even though you don't think I rewatched it.
0: <laughs> Did, okay, <laughs> Mister. I don't. I didn't hear Jet Li's name in this movie. <laughs> say it like five times. <laughs> I can't remember those Chinese names. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got rate our hero Riggs Mel Gibson. What you what you give him? Uh, I
1: gave them a four out of five. I uh, I enjoyed their kind of evolution throughout the series. Like, oh, you did they? I just did Mel Gibson. Oh, oh, you only did Mel. I just did Mel Gibson. Come on, you gotta! How can you do Riggs without Myrtle? Nope, just Riggs. <laughs> no, I like their evolution. No, they, just Riggs. I love Riggs' evolution <laughs> from suicidal maniac to like. I'm ready to settle down. So it it kind of had that ending feel to it, like where he's now fully back in the world, back in.
0: But didn't he have that arc in three, or even two, at the end? No, he's like he quit smoking.
1: <laughs> oh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> it is suicidal to smoke.
0: <laughs> well, I gave Mel Gibson a four for Rings. He had the um, he had the Daniel Craig Skyfall arc. Mm. Where he finally realizes that he's not the young, innovative guy anymore; he's the old dog.
1: Yeah, I like that aspect. Yeah,
0: and also he's becoming a father; he's becoming more responsible. And also, he like he looks physically different from the two <laughs> previous three previous movies. Mm-hmm. Long hair is gone. I know, no more mullet, man. <laughs> the cowboy boots are gone. <laughs> the tight pants. Now he's got that um um Wolverine knockoff coat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though this predates that, but. No one will ever say that. <laughs> All right, next up we got Raider Villain, Ysing Koo. Jet Li. Li Lin Jian.
1: What'd you give him? I gave him five. Yeah. I gave
0: him a five. He's got his own music. He, he's got his own theme music. He's got a finishing move. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even watch this movie? <laughs> used it once. <laughs> <laughs> and this kicked off the Jet Li era. Yeah. Because after this was Romeo Must Die, mm-hmm. Kiss of the Dragon, Cradles of the Grave. Cradles of the Grave. Which Which out of those three that we just mentioned? There's more. Unleashed.
1: Okay. Yeah, that one's probably the best, actually. Yeah. I would Danny argue the Dog.
0: Unleashed. Yeah, Danny the Dog. I would say I, Danny the Dog's the best. Best Well-made overall movie, movie, but then also really good action as well. Mm, I think it's almost like a tie between Kiss of the Dragon and Danny the Dog. I really like Kiss of the Dragon. Yeah. But that Luc Besson feel. Yeah. But Danny the dog has the edge on it for action.
1: It does. It does.
0: Just a slight edge. A little bit. (laughs) A little bit.
1: Like it's, it's, um, okay. How would you compare the one on one battles? So you got the The one in Kiss the Dragon and the the police station with the two twins, and then the one in like the bathroom stall with that bald.
0: I (laughs) I, I prefer the bathroom stall one better. Yeah. Pretty innovative. The
1: tight tight quarters combat. They're both really good. Yeah.
0: But the Danny Dog's literally by an inch is slightly better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Next up, we've got top three badass moments. Number three for myself. I start off with the house fight where Jet Li disarms the gun after the Mexican standoff. All right. It's not... You can't do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not really... Wireless. I've taken
0: apart and cleaned <laughs> that type of gun before. You can't do that.
1: Uh, number three for me is... Um, it's a short little thing actually in the um, very beginning of the movie. It's not a scene we discussed really. It's on the boat. And um, Mel Gibson uses his little laser sight thing to kind of ricochet a bullet. Yeah. The, it it, remind, it gave me like a Metal Gear <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. of a revolver ocelot in that ba- boss battle. I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. I do not remember <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Number two for me, it's during the final fight where Jet Li throws a spinning cake and Riggs and Murtaugh catch him and throw him into the ground. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Was that badass bad for M- Riggs and Murtaugh? It's pretty badass.
0: It's like, oh, you fairies like to dance? <laughs> Didn't uh, Brad Pitt say that in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It's like, you fairies, <laughs> and you're dancing or something? <laughs> uh,
1: number two for me is uh, Jet Li getting stabbed and then, uh, like, getting it twisted and held up and still, like, moving forward and, 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 like, fighting
0: still. Still going for his finishing move underwater. Yep. Number one for me, I was... I'll tell you my runner-up because I had a hard time picking between the two. So the runner-up one is during the house fight where uh, the Trias take over and then Rig shows with his laser beam Mm -hmm. and and it's on Jet and Jet just brushes it off (laughs) because it's so freaking cool. But... That's The runner up, but my actual number one is during the rooftop fight with James Lou mm-hmm. where he mouth grabs him with his two fingers. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that and is then so. Then he like knees him right after, yeah, 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 brings him to his knee, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's such a spit in the face move, oh. <laughs> so evil and badass. So I had to give him, he like should have wiped one. himself off after that. He does, he does, he does, he does do that. He does. Oh. Did you even watch this movie?
1: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, actually, number one for me is the, the whole um, Mexican standoff part in the, the house. Just the initial kick, that initial like almost Jet Li signature kick that he does in a
0: lot of his movies. Capoeira, quick yeah, Capoeira kick. Capoeira kick.
1: and then but uh, he yeah, needs the wires, though. Right after.
0: He needs wires to do
1: it. Still looks good with wires. It does look cool. <laughs> really w- good.
0: When was the first time he did it? Was it Fist of Legend? That's got to be it.
1: He didn't do it in Once Upon a Time in China. No, I don't he didn't. Remember.
0: No, he does. He does it in Fist of Legend and then he does it in like four or five other Corey Yoon movies. <laughs> All right. New category. Next up, I got top three lines. So number three for me. Most of these are comical because I, yeah. I basically chose the ones that just stick in my mind. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> number number three for me is B. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Benny. <Yeah>. B. <laughs> Number three for
1: me is uh, during the chase, and uh, Murtaugh steals the guy's bike, and that Asian guy's like, "Johnny, someone stole your bike." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's so yeah, happy w- about it too because he's got that money.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's like, "Let me buy your bike." <laughs> nice. Okay, number two for me, is also from Uncle Benny. <laughs> it's fried rice, you prick! <laughs> it's you prick. <laughs> they switched the R's around, man. I, I just remember because remember when he's dead and Melk says it back to his corpse? Like, oh wow, that's what a so, way to honor him. Like that is so inappropriate. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of the things probably didn't age that well <laughs> jokes wise in this, but I still love it. Uh number two for me is is uh butters, uh Chris Rock. Yeah. His little rant about uh, why he became a cop or like why he's so against crime and the floor.
0: Basically, it's the floor rant and <laughs> living
1: on the floor, eating on the floor.
0: Yeah. it The funny thing about that is when I was a kid watching that, I thought it was so annoying and dumb. Yeah. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, this is hilarious because he's trying to come off as hard. I know. <laughs> it's not hard at all. I know. It's like really goofy. It's like a white guy saying those yeah. lines.
1: You know, i rewatching it. it, it it felt just like a Chris Rock stand-up in yeah. between the movie. Yeah. Like, why is he, <laughs> yeah. why is he here?
0: <laughs> Number one for me. It's a bit of a rant, but it's from Philip Tan. <laughs> you guys pull a gun on me, try to kill me, and you physically abuse me. I want my lawyer. <laughs> and then the next line, John and Cochran, he fight for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're you're a waiter? what's today special <laughs> Oh, what's today
1: <laughs> yeah i love that whole scene. i love that whole land that whole scene that uh, that made my honorable mentions i i want to add him <laughs> uh right before that I'll show actually was my uh number one which is the miranda rights from butters oh <laughs> reading it <too>. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have a lawyer we will give you the dumbest motherfucker in the
0: world <laughs> i just love that part nice yeah all right, next up. It's not really a category. It's more of an open discussion. Best scene. I love the car
1: chase. Everything about the car chase. Even that, like, over-the-top driving through the building and everything. Just the way it was filmed and the sound effects of the car flying through the air. Like, mm. like everything just worked for me. For that.
0: Yeah, it, it is pretty impressive. I'm going to have to go with that myself. I was either going to go with that or the scene where they... Um, take laughing gas. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll go, cause remember, I was like, Riggs, why are you calling my (laughs) son-in-law? Cause I am.
1: (laughs) And your baby, old baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it was was like a toss up between those two. Yeah. Toss up. I love Uncle Benny. He stole the movie. (laughs) How do you, have you ever ranked these movies in your mind? Do you have a ranking? Do you want to just free flow ranking right now?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I think one is the best overall and my most rewatchable. Actually, no, no. Four is probably my most rewatchable, but num- number one overall for me. One, four, two, three.
0: Okay. I think for me it would be two, one, four, three. I really like two. Mm-hmm. There's something about two. Mm-hmm. Like, remember I kept talking about how um, menacing the triads were in this movie? It's like times 20 for the South Africans in that movie.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Like, they didn't they didn't care about nobody. <laughs> nobody <laughs> stopping them. And, it, and those are like creepy accents. No offense to South Africans. <laughs> like, creepy <laughs> accents during those times. You know? How accurate was it, though? <laughs> so, uh, should we do that next, then? <laughs> mm, we don't really have a plan, right? This is basically random. We don't do that thing where you kind of yeah. go... V- each movie in chronological order.
1: Yeah, it just comes up like through conversation. Hey, we should just do this movie. All
0: pretty right. much. Pretty much. Don't really have a plan. I was going to say we should do a reaction video to Reminiscent, but I just got too lazy. <laughs> too hungover. <laughs> what did you think of that trailer, by the way?
1: I actually didn't watch it because I was going to see watching it for the reaction. Mm. So I haven't actually seen it yet. But I've heard about it. I've read about it. I know what it's... Should we the, do it? A- just- a podcast reaction to it? <laughs> sure. All can right. people just watch along with us? We'll
0: call it a, a watch along. Or we can have you watch it and we'll take a little break and we come back. <laughs> so we'll be right back. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right, we're back. What you think? I'm intrigued as hell.
1: <laughs> that looked really good. Um, gave me a lot of vibes from like all of my favorite movies, like Inception... Logan or Wolverine, <laughs> just him, like, getting out of the tub.
0: Ironically, <laughs> the title, Reminiscence, it's, it made me reminisce about Strange Days, Inception. <laughs> nice. um, Even Waterworld. <laughs> Strange Days, man. What an underrated movie. That was... It still kind of is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Reminiscence is essentially a remake of Strange Days. There's even a line pulled from the black love interest <laughs> from Strange Days. <laughs> Where she says, "Stay here in this world." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but the whole, you know, in Strange Days they have that playback memory machine, and the, I guess in this one is Hugh Jackman's machine. So, yeah, where, okay. where he relives memories.
1: Yeah. Man, the the, the visuals of it though, are just, it looks gorgeous. The the way it's shot and everything like that. Oh man, I uh, when is this coming out? Because I really looks like the whole.
0: The it, looks, it looks like the whole movie takes place in limbo.
1: <laughs> it really does yeah. I actually opening shots
0: <laughs> I actually rewatched Inception last night Still very good I Still a good movie Still holds up well The only thing that It's not really a hot take But the only thing that I feel Holds Inception back a little bit for me Is that Nolan just became a better director After that movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just got better at filming stuff That's all it is Because even in Inception Despite having a $200 million budget It was shot like an indie film it was very run-and-gun, point-and-shoot kind of way. There was really no style to the the overall look other mm-hmm. than the action scenes. Mm-hmm. For me, storytelling-wise,
1: I thought that's where Nolan peaked because he didn't take full credit. Like That was like half uh, like his brother, Jonathan Nolan, yeah. right? And so I think
0: Nolan... Wait, did Jonathan Nolan write Inception 2? Did he? Well, was that all... It's not like we have like cell phones <laughs> that can look this up or anything. Look it up. You got It's right next to you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look it up right look now. Look it up right now. I don't think he did, personally. No? I think it was just Christopher Nolan. Was
1: it? Yeah. Okay, then if that was the case, then I think he perfected his storytelling in that movie. Cause...
0: Storywise, I think that is his best story that he's written of his filmography. But when it came out, when it first came out, I, I thought it was like his magnum opus. I thought that was his masterpiece. But then the next few movies, I'm like, "Oh wow, this guy can do way more now." <laughs> like Interstellar. I love Interstellar. <sighs> Still looking up there, buddy.
1: Okay, it looks like it was just Nolan. yeah. Boom. Yeah, just Nolan. Right, just Christopher yeah. Nolan. Yeah, so I, I, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was his peak, just because everything flowed well. you know he, he got his message across. he was able to implement his obsession with time <laughs> perfectly. And and not in a confusing way or anything like that. He finally so.
0: found a actor that looks just like him, <laughs> just slightly hotter. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> and Leo's Leo's performance is really good in that. I was rewatching that. I'm like, damn, you forget how good he is because a lot of the times he ends up doing that the same performance quite a bit. The angry, angry, confused guy.
1: And I feel like Tom, Tom Hardy's a little underrated with his performance. Yeah, in movie as well. Yeah.
0: So. he was like, um. That was basically his Bond audition. <laughs> <laughs> can he take over Bond? <laughs> no. Should he take over Bond? I don't think he should. No, I don't. I don't think he should. Should we? Should we
1: like review Inception overall as a uh, pod? Yeah, Maybe. we could do that. Or even just like a reaction to like, you know, zero gravity fight or whatever.
0: I wouldn't mind doing a full podcast episode for Inception,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or even The Dark Knight. We did Batman Begins, but not the Dark Knight.
1: So, yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to Reminiscence. All
0: right, let's 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 tie it back. You talk about Peak Nolan. Let's tie it back to Lethal Weapon 4. Okay. I know the Rewatchables has their apex mountain. <laughs> for us, it's Peak Meridian. Peak Meridian? <laughs> <laughs> are we trademarking that? <laughs> That's actually a ma- the name of a mountain, Peak Meridian. I <laughs> know. <laughs> but are we using
1: it for our breakfast?
0: <laughs> sure, question mark? <laughs> All right, peak Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think for any of these these guys?
1: Uh, uh, peak Meridian for Chris Rock looking kind of like a badass or like trying to act like a badass? Because <laughs> after this, he's just you know a scrawny, funny guy. I don't know if you, have you watched the new
0: season of Fargo? Because no, I haven't. No, but he's pretty big in Spiral. Like he's jacked Is or he? more muscular.
1: I don't know. I just I can't take him serious in that type of role just because he's such a funny guy
0: <laughs> i don't think anyone's at peak meridian in, the, in this one peak meridian Jet Li for hollywood no. No, no 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 peak meridian for highway chase
1: how about philip tan <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> there we go peak
0: meridian for philip tan <laughs> but no he did the action for batman 1989 oh, did he, he He was in that movie too damn it damn it peak, all right. Oh, wow, no peak Meridians.
1: <laughs> Car chases? Uh, no, that's not gonna be a peak Meridian, but it's you know it's it's oh, here, up there.
0: I got one peak Meridian for knives being held at pregnant women's bellies. <laughs>
1: really super fake bellies. Where it's just <laughs>
0: <laughs> or how about this peak Meridian for badass pregnant woman? Because she beats up that guy <laughs> by herself. Pregnant. Any,
1: is there any other nominees? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's there why it's a peak Meridian.
0: All right. How about Peak Meridians for Mouth Grabs?
1: <laughs> oh, there's got to be some fish hooks in other movies.
0: <laughs> well, I can't think of any. Can you? <laughs> I the ol- will. <laughs> the only other fish hook I can think of is Joey and Friends, when he showed. <laughs> oh, god. He's like, this is a fish hook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> peak Meridians. None. <laughs> Guess
1: we're doing this on every pod now.
0: <laughs> peak Meridians. All
1: right, so... Who do you think the MVP of the movie is? Most valuable player. Like, if you took them out, the movie would like just fall apart, kinda, in a way.
0: Mm. Philip Tan? <laughs> <laughs> he holds
1: that damn scene again. <laughs> that that scene. chase does not make any sense without him.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't do nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's even helping push the dumpster underneath <laughs> Mel Gibson. I love that. Chris like, hey, help! He's like, okay, okay.
0: But one can make the argument that Jet Li is the MVP because that role would not work without him. Mm-hmm. Except if you throw in like a Colin Chu. Because <laughs> remember for a while, it, it, that was the thing. It's like you can't get Jet Li, you put in Colin Chu. <coughs> make sure it should be lowered.
1: <coughs> What if Jackie Chan took that role? Oh God, no. No. Come on, Jackie Chan trying to be a badass in Hollywood?
0: I think Jackie Chan should have took the Simon Phoenix role. <laughs> what a wo- no because <laughs> remember Stallone wanted Jackie for that yeah, that would have no. been so weird Wesley,
1: Wesley was perfect with that.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna go MVP for the movie uh, gently who anyone for you
1: like the obvious answers is kind of Riggs but I'm gonna give it to Murtaugh
0: oh
1: <laughs> uh, he's the emotional core of the movie for me like I felt his like predicament and
0: or that part where he's like, "Riggs, where are you, Riggs?" <laughs> <laughs> and his chicken dance at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: the like laughing of the yeah, PlayStation.
0: <laughs> I didn't include that scene because it wasn't really an action scene. It was just yeah, it like, but, so short. Yeah, but it was it was cool. It's, it's, it's a,
1: somehow. Sh- who's the writer? Was it? It wasn't Shane Black. No, he was.
0: No? He did a draft. Okay, maybe.
1: It, basically, they somehow wrote like. Um, exposition catching up with the characters into an action scene because the whole scene is them talking like oh how's your married life going oh your daughter's pregnant and then like you you know about the whole family while they're getting (laughs) flamethrowered
0: yeah Yeah. i i remember as a kid really liking that scene because at the time i was playing siphon filter (laughs) two and there was a level just like it yeah and they did the same thing you just shoot the gas tank (laughs)
1: It's so cartoonish and over the top.
0: <laughs> um, first movie to not have a car bomb, allegedly.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Let's think. Car bomb in one, yes. Two, yes, definitely. Three, yes. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> oh, I just remembered um, one thing about the car chase.
1: The right when the scene ends and uh, Mel jumps in the car. <laughs> and there's that that car that like just runs over the table. <laughs> One of those like funny tropes like why is a car in that lane in the first place? And why are they like following traffic? If you see a guy sliding on a table, you would not be in that lane. You would have been you would have merged out, traffic yeah. would have stopped already. Right? Yeah. This guy's like literally trying to run over Mel as well. <laughs> Wasn't another triad member? <laughs> yeah.
0: Movie tropes, guy. Movie tropes. Movie tropes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> How do you feel about Dorian N and John Wick 4?
1: Um interesting. I I would have loved it if uh he could have been the villain, but the way they're kind of um setting it up seems like he's more in the almost Halle Berry type of role. He's the Halle Berry. He's of the Halle John Wick Berry 4. in this movie. <laughs> he's got cats. <laughs> um, no. So yeah, exciting in some parts, but you know, hopefully maybe they do a twist and he actually is the villain. That would be better, cool. Because right?
0: so. remember I told you Stalowski left like a nugget in one of his interviews that the theme for Wick 4 would be a mirror fight, basically. He he has a villain that um he's fighting an opponent that's just like him.
1: Oh, man. That would be beautiful. Yeah, but... Uh, but, like, uh, Keanu's okay. going to have to really... Sl- or he's going to really slow down Donnie really slow.
0: And here's another thing. Donnie Yen's shorter than Mark DeCasas.
1: It's okay. <laughs> I don't know, it's man. Okay. Mark
0: DeCasas <laughs> look really small next to Keanu. <laughs>
1: yeah, he pulled it off.
0: But uh, didn't they cast like some Japanese actress? Mm-hmm. So maybe she's the villain, the mirror. She's like
1: a Japanese pop star or something too. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Didn't they cast another guy too? Like another.
1: Uh, just recently, um, I didn't get his name.
0: You know who they should cast? Omar Hardwick.
1: <laughs> yeah after army of the dead
0: yeah Los biceps versus keanu reeves alpha S- sign me up <laughs> sign me up
1: he's in that show power power apparently uh, not not bad not, not a bad show
0: yeah i only watch shows that are like 13 reasons why i don't watch them <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for this episode, guys. This was a fun one. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate, review, subscribe. Check out our YouTube page. Got a lot of content there, reaction videos. Yeah, check it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right.